coming in here and um and plus coach norvell is uh you know you see he's, he recruited this guy at arizona state so he's not unfamiliar with him and it's not like i'm sure the offense is pretty similar and there's a lot i mean there's some changes but overall he, he can slide around it looks just by the way the things are going that he must have adapted quickly to the playbook and uh, more saw the need to transfer out that this seemed to be the guy. So um, I feel like they're in good hands. I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad move. I mean, Moore had to do what was best for himself. Now, depth may be an issue now because we already know the previous quarterback transferred too. So now we went from having, I think there's four now, they're down to two. So I'm not, I'm not even familiar with who the fourth man on the depth chart is. But I'm sure they got somebody there that's capable in case David – or not David Moore, um, the other guy here um, – goes down i don't know why i drew a completely it's brady white if brady Wright were to go down with an injury for some reason you know they've got other guys that have been around that can play but uh just not a lot of experience so the good thing is you got sort of a cupcake game against mercer which mercer's no pushover they've been around and had you know played a lot of the big boy teams but um i think uh we'll see we'll know from the if they come out and just absolutely slap mercer around like they do some some of their other games when they play cupcakes i think we'll be okay uh, really, for me, the biggest question is defense. The secondary was kind of their Achilles heel last year in some situations, and they've got some depth this year, and the guys have got some experience now, but that's kind of been their – you know, they had not had any problems scoring. The offense really hasn't been the issue, so I'm kind of more concerned with the secondary than I am the quarterback situation. But uh, but I think this was a, definitely a big development today with this happening, so – but at least we know now for sure who the quarterback is because they've been kind of back and forth. So Yeah, well, I mean, I'm glad we know for sure. I, I really thought it would be David Moore, though, and everything I was hearing was that it would be David Moore. But uh, Brady White apparently come on here at the end and beating him out. And, I mean, you know, we know that's why Norvell brought him over from Arizona State and got him that eligibility is because uh, he wanted him. So uh, it, it is, you know, I guess that favored him to begin with. And uh, But I, I do believe that he genuinely beat him out to get the job. I think Norvell just would go with whoever he thinks is the best uh, to go with, not necessarily whoever you know he had predetermined. Uh, so I, I do think it was a genuine competition. Uh, oh, yeah. But now uh, David Moore will, of course, uh, transfer, like we said. Uh, it seems like he already has a school. He, he, he didn't say that, but the way that he said something to the effect of, uh, I've got a great opportunity in front of me, and it sounds like he already has a school in mind so right. we'll probably find that out find out where he's going to transfer in the next couple of days um i would imagine maybe an fcs school uh former memphis quarterback uh the what was that kid's name anyway illinois state starting quarterback was a transfer from memphis that uh, right. announced last year that he was transferring so um he got the starting job there uh welcome everybody from the stream on Facebook Live, we weren't on Facebook Live to start out the show, but uh, welcome in, everybody, as you catch us in stride here. We're just getting started talking about the new quarterback for the University of Memphis going in against Mercer on Saturday, September the 1st, 6 p.m. game. I'm excited for Memphis to have a game that is a Saturday night opening game. And even though it's, you know, it's not going to be a highly watched game because of the opponent, uh, I, I am excited that they're starting there because they, they always end up playing all these goofy Thursdays and uh, Friday games and stuff like that. And uh, I, I always mm -hmm. like to start off the season on a Saturday. 
And I know, like, even – and now it's a big deal. Like, if you start off on Thursday, like, you're the first college football game or whatever of the year. Right. And uh, I don't like that, though. I, I like my team to start off on Saturday. I think Saturday night, opening day of college football, that's when you need to start. I, I, which, uh, you know, a noon game isn't bad either. But uh, I like to see them play on that uh, on that first Saturday uh, to, just to start the year. The rest of it doesn't matter to me. But to start the year. Right. That's the that's what I like oh, to see. Yeah. Saturday night should be right. Thursday just kind of When we come back, we'll be joined by Jeff Ireland from The Leader. He will talk high school football with us. We'll talk about Covington's win over Munford, their ranking in the state. And we'll also talk about Brighton visiting Houston and other area teams when we come back on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. Are you trying to find the perfect home? Maybe you're looking to sell your current one. Whatever your situation is, I want to advise you to contact one of the friendly agents at REMAX Rightway in Millington and experience the value of working with a great REMAX Rightway agent. They serve Shelby, Tipton, and Fayette Counties. One of their experienced agents will help make the buying and selling process painless for you. They'll make it easy by scouting homes, managing inspections, negotiating pricing, and orchestrating transactions for you. So contact one of these great agents at REMAX right way in Millington at 901-873-3312 or you can find them online at Remax.com and you'll see why Remax is the number one name in real estate. Remax Rightway agents just do more. Who doesn't like a clean, green, beautiful lawn or a great garden? Jump into the season with Walls West Tennessee Supply in Covington. Walls has all you need to keep your lawn green and your garden growing. Enjoy the perfect lawn and save time on the weekend with a new reliable riding mower from Ferris or Snapper. And for the garden or flower beds, Walls has all the seeds, soil, and mulch you need. For trimming, blowing, and tilling, Walls carries quality Husqvarna lawn and garden tools. Walls West Tennessee Supply. On East Street in Covington. Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agri maintenance equipment. Wooten Tractor Company in Covington is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. Select from rotary cutters, finishing mowers, cedars, or a full line of rotary tillers, and you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products with your local Land Pride dealer. Wooten Tractor Company, 2031 Highway 51 South in Covington. So you already know that Glass Tire and Muffler is the best place for you to go to get new tires, mufflers, rotations, or alignments, but did you know that there's so much more that they do? Glass Tire and Muffler can do a full range of repair and maintenance work on your car, truck, or SUV. What am I talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking engines, transmissions, brakes, oil changes, air, heat, lift kits, towing packages. Starting to get the picture now, right? So stop in or give them a call today. 901-476-7139. They're on Highway 51 in Covington. It's Glass Tire tire and muffler so much more than just tires here's your forecast from news channel 3 skies becoming partly cloudy tonight will drop to 69 for the low wednesday looking good mostly sunny skies up to 87 for the high and northerly winds thursday mostly sunny a little bit cooler thursday's high at 84 i'm tim simpson from news channel 3 severe weather center that crossed Sports Center with Jimmy Fallon with West Tennessee. Pretty cool, right? Then we blew our budget on tacos and ended up going with Adam and Chad. 
Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. Join now, we think, although if you're a follower of the show, you know technical problems have beset the show many times. Is that the right word? <laughs> we are always having some problem. Now we've got some problem with the phone. I think, though, Jeff Ireland is on the line. Jeff, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Hey, how awesome is that? I had to, uh, I couldn't, I could not do anything with our uh, phone here when I first called you. I couldn't talk, so I just had to hope that you realized that you were in the system and waiting on the show. Yeah, I answered. Nobody, nobody said anything, but I heard your, you know, your your uh, bumper music, so I figured we were good to go. Well, I'm glad to have you on the show, Jeff. And uh, exciting time, uh, especially in your business. Uh, sports editor for the Leader High School Football kicked off this past Friday. Uh, I know you probably went to the Covington Munford game. I did. Yes, I, w- I was there for that. Well, we had that broadcast uh, here on US 51 Country, also over on WKBL uh, on the Covington Home Broadcast, plus uh, Ritter Tube Town carried it on television. It was a pretty big deal and a pretty big game that got out of hand really quick. What, what, what did you see with Munford that allowed the game to get away from them that fast? You know, I don't know. I'm 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 not a coach, so it's kind of hard to say. I mean, I pretty much saw what everybody saw was Covington just doing whatever they wanted on offense, and Mufford had trouble moving the ball. You know, when when, when they had it, so you know, you know, I can't get any much more technical than that. If I did, I'd just be talking out of my you know what. So I don't I don't really try that. <laughs> but I you know I don't know. It was just it was really pretty eye popping how how dominant Covington was. Well, we saw. Covington played Munford last year, and it was close. And uh, they lost, as a matter of fact. Covington lost. Munford won the game, and and it was a close game, and it was a hard-fought game. Has Munford just lost that much that uh, it's sort of a rebuilding time for them, at least through the first few games? Yeah, you know, I'm not really ready to call it rebuilding just yet. You know, I mean, they have lost a lot. There's no doubt about that. I mean... You know, when, I, when I met with uh, Nick, you know, Marco, their coach, uh, a few weeks ago, yeah, I mean, just he's naming off a bunch of people I've never heard of, a bunch of sophomores and that kind of a thing. And, yeah, I spoke with him, you know, the day the day after the game. And, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much what he said was that the game was just too fast for his young guys. You know, they just weren't really used to that kind of speed. You know, it's pretty hard to replicate that in practice, obviously. Right. They don't have the kind of speed that Covington has. So, yeah, they were, he just said they were kind of – they were just it was just too fast for them you know they weren't reacting quickly enough and that was the biggest problem i mean you know if you're trying to like sugarcoat a little bit for Montford, you know you could point to i mean they made a, two or three pretty bad mistakes they had a couple of fumbles and they uh, <clears throat> had a punt where he sort of dropped it and it kind of got blocked or whatever sort of hard to determine exactly what happened sort of a half block half muffed punt you know that, you know that led to about three three scores and i mean they weren't going to win that game but you know there there were about three mistakes that led to it getting just completely out of hand. So, I mean, well, Covington was clearly better, but you know, it, right? I don't, I don't think there's that big. There's not 55 or whatever, how, whatever the the, uh, the total was. There's not that big of a difference between those two teams. But yeah, it was, it was surprising. You know, they had some work to do for sure. But now on the uh, flip side, Covington looks excellent. I mean, they look dialed in and ready to go. 
they the starting defense allowed nothing. It was like 48 uh, yards, I think, total for Mumford in the first half. And uh, they got a couple of scores in garbage time. But for the most part, I mean, Covington looks like a more well-oiled machine than they did last year. And last year they competed for a state title. And I know Marty Wheeler doesn't want to hear this, uh, that we're praising his team uh, and talking about how good they are. But, man, who can stand in their way with the improvements that they've made from last year to this year? And they were pretty awesome last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. When we talked, I guess that was last week when we had the uh, – was that last week we had the predictions? Yes, or the week right. before? No, week before, week before, yeah. Right. Yeah, when I had them dropping two or three games, I'm trying to figure out how, that, how that's going to happen. But, <laughs> you know, it's just it, – I, I try to resist the temptation to overreact to one game, you know, even though it, it's it's hard not to because it was just such an unbelievable performance like Covington. You know, they just – you're right. I mean, they, like, they could just run the ball at will and then – I mean, the passing game was just wide open. I mean, you know, they had a, a one kid for Kevin dropped a wide open pass in the end zone. It could have been another touchdown. I mean, every time they passed it, there were just people running down the field wide open all over the place. So, I mean, yeah, they they looked unbelievable. I mean, but, you know, it's just, I'll tell you, you'll see as we go further in the season, it's not going to be like that every game. There's going to be, they're going to face some challenges, I feel. Starting, they'll, so. they'll face challenges. I feel like they'll yeah. face a challenge with Milan, and then they'll uh, face uh I don't know that South Gibson, honestly, is going to be that much of a challenge for them. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know much about them. I'm pretty much just going on what they did last year, and they're they're considered a pretty good team. But, yeah, I mean, as you probably saw, the, you know, the, the polls came out today, and yeah, Covington was ranked number two in the state. And, um, yeah, Milan came in at, I think, number eight. So, you know, the yeah. polls are what they are. But, yeah, you look at their schedule, and you're like, yeah, you know, they should go – 14 and 0 and play Alcoa again in the state championship game. But I mean, that you know, would, it's just, that it's, has it's been, yeah. and I actually said uh, that they would, uh, I have them dropping one game in the regular season, but uh, I still think that it's, and I mean, one, two, they're at one, two, Alcoa's one there too, the same way we finished last year. And uh, to me, it's hard, it's hard to get there to the championship. So I'm not giving them the, championship but i mean if you took the two best teams i think uh there's no reason right now to believe that that's not alcoa and covington again now you got to get there and you can't drop a game because one game will knock you out once you get into the playoffs but uh i i do think that at least so far everything is bearing out the way we thought it would it is so far and you know you mentioned that when covington and Lufford played each other last year i mean if you remember, I mean, Covington looked terrible in that game. <laughs> they could not move the ball. They just looked horrible. Oh, you know? yeah. Mumford's defense was stifling yeah. last year. Right. So, I mean, it's just, you know, and Mumford looked terrible, you know, Friday night. So, who knows? I mean, I do I do feel like Mumford will get it together. I would be shocked if they don't have a good season still just because I know, uh, you know, Nick's a good coach and they do a good job there. And, you know, they're going to they're gonna win some games this year. I would be shocked if they just go into the tank this year. But, you know, it was it was a. I was surprised. I was very very surprised for sure. Speaking of rankings, so Max Prep ranks all the schools, and they have these different formulas that go into it or whatever. And uh, in five A, Max Preps has Munford ranked ahead of Brighton. Brighton lost by twenty to a six A team. Munford lost by a hundred to a three A team. 
How is Munford still ranked above uh, above Brighton? To be honest, I don't even look at the max prep polls. I mean, I don't even know how they do. I'm assuming, obviously, they have to be just, they're done by data, you know? So yeah, they are. I, I'm sure they people are. People yeah. with eyeballs. So, especially early in the year, you know, yeah, I don't I don't even look at, the, at those polls. I mean, polls in general are not worth a lot, but at least, at least the, you know, the Associated Press poll is actual, you know, sports reporters, you know, Using their eyeballs and, and and voting on people, so yeah, I mean that doesn't that doesn't make much sense. And but, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not even saying that Munford's not going to turn it around because I believe, like you believe, that uh, the coaching of Nick Markle is going to turn that team around at least to some degree. Uh, once now that they've got a game under their belt, another couple of games, and I mean, you know, once they're into a lot of region play, I, I think Munford will show well. Uh, it's just that, you know, based on the one game, I don't see how you do that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I've never even looked at them. I look at my scripts all the time for information, but I don't even know where their polls are on their website. So I don't look at that too much. And that, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but you know, it's, it's just for fun. That's all the, all polls are all for fun anyway. Any coach will tell you that. And it's, it is, you know, when I put that up on our website today, it got huge attention and it's exciting for everybody. And, you know, it's it's fine, but it doesn't really mean a whole lot. The only reason I put some into the Max Preps polls late in the year is because they are based on data, whereas the uh, AP poll is based on writers, and there are more writers in Middle Tennessee that are AP members than there are in other parts of Tennessee. So I, I think that the poll is biased just because of that, because the only teams that most of the voters only see teams in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, even the AP poll is very flawed. It's, you know, you got guys from wherever, you know, you know high school uh, football reporters don't travel around you know, right. the state to watch these other teams. So, yeah, it's it's flawed too. I mean, if you look at that poll, you know, the the, the three poll that Covington's number two, and it's pretty much right down the line with how it finished last year. You know, you got Alcoa number one, Covington number two, and you know, Pearl Cone, who comes to beat the semifinals, is number right. three. I mean, they're just pretty much ranking how they finished last year as long as they won their their opener. So yeah, you know, it's that's just how it is. But I mean, you know, well, we, still with Covington we, winning that game and being number two in the state. I mean, it's. They're fired up, and their fans are fired up. We mentioned Brighton just a minute ago. Brighton lost to Houston. Uh, they lost 34-14. to 14. What did Brighton uh, – I know you weren't there, but how did Brighton look in the game? I looked at the stats from the game, and Nick Johnson had a good game at quarterback uh, just – they weren't able to stop Houston enough, to, uh, you know. Uh, it seemed like, at least. I mean, uh, of course, they they only were able to score twice, but Nick Johnson didn't have any turnovers, uh, and he had a good completion percentage. And it just seemed like uh, that offensively they didn't do terribly. They didn't they didn't overwhelm anybody with their run. I, I think they. I think they had uh, less than 200 uh, rushing yards, which is not – in high school, you got to hit around 200 usually to have a great game. But uh, they what, – what do you know about Brighton's performance on Saturday? On Friday. Yeah, no, Friday. I, I, yeah, yeah, I talked to Robin Jacobs, uh, I guess, yesterday, I believe. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the way he pretty much said, you know, they were only down 14-7 at the half and – for the whole game, they got inside the 20 like four times and didn't score on any of those. I think one of their touchdowns was a long play, and the other one was, I think, a pick six, maybe. I'm trying to remember. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, he he said they really got worn down in the second half. You know, Houston is, you know, they're not going to win a state title this year, but they are a big school with a bunch of big guys. And he said they, they he felt like they just kind of got worn down in the second half, and they had a really large line, and they just kind of ran out of gas in the, in the second half. Was the way uh, Robin Jacobs explained it, and that makes sense. I mean, there there really is a pretty big difference between five A and six A. I mean, it's it's one of the you know two A three A is not a huge difference, even three A four A, but five A to six A is a big difference. There are some really large 6A schools, and they have, you know, yeah. more guys to choose from. And, yeah, they were just a little bit outmanned. But, you know, I think it's, it's encouraging that they did better than last year. Last year they got completely blown out the field by Houston. And this year they, they were with them, you know, for a half. So I think that's encouraging for Brighton. They uh, they carried the ball uh, 133 yards. They rushed 32 times for 133 yards uh, between uh, two running backs, uh and Andrew Brooks took the load of the carries with 19 carries. Uh, and Nick Johnson was 15 to 25 for 170 yards, a 60% clip there uh, with a touchdown. So, uh, like I said, there are things, uh, there are good things to look at in the Brighton game, uh, stats wise. You just hate that it fell that way on the scoreboard. And I, I had a win, uh, I think I had them winning this game. Uh, when we made our predictions, but uh, they were not able to do it, and they ended up losing by 20. Uh, over to Tipton Rosemark, and we were just talking about South Gibson, which is who Tipton Rosemark faced. Uh, they weren't able – Tipton Rosemark beat them last year in dramatic fashion. They weren't able to do the same thing this year. They did get good play out of Mac Fullen and um, Jake Roan once again, but just weren't able to get it done. What do you know about that game? Yeah, just for clarification, they played they played Gibson County, not South Gibson. Just, oh, not, I'm sorry, Gibson County. Right, right, yeah, yeah, which is a pretty big difference because Gibson County is they're one A or two A, I forget which. But um, yeah, I haven't had a chance to catch up with uh, with a coach with a Colin Penner on that one yet. But yeah, I, I looked at the at Mike's preps and everything. It looked like it was a pretty close game as well. You know, they uh, they just they couldn't really get their passing game going too much. Which they don't pass much. Running game is their is their is their thing, but they just really had pretty much no passing production, and that was probably probably hurt them. But you know, that's they hung in there, and that's you know, whenever you play a public school team, if you can just you know sort of stay with them, that's that's a good sign. So you know, I feel like they're going to have a chance to do you know things they did last year once they get into their league play. Absolutely, and uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you, Haywood somehow, by the way, managed to stay ranked number two or three in the state uh after losing uh but they well, they only lost by three points and they lost to a pretty good team uh is hook finn still the coach at haywood or did he he stepped down right they have a new coach no uh, he's he's still the coach my understanding i, I saw the uh you know, the jackson suns football preview issue the other day and he was he was on the cover Oh, okay. I'm so he, sure he is still the coach. Yeah. Now he, but he took the assistant principal job or the principal job as well, right? Yeah, I think I heard that. I think he's an administrator now too. So that's probably good for him. He can just focus on coaching. He doesn't have to teach classes now. He can just, you know. I didn't think about some, that, but that is yeah. awfully convenient. I didn't think <laughs> he about can do that. Some, he can paddle some kids during the day and then get 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 on the practice field. So yeah, he'll yeah. be <laughs> good to go. Yeah, yeah. Who they who they lose to? I forgot. Was it Henry it's County? Henry is that County. right? Henry yeah. County. Yeah, he's really. Yeah, strong team. So I guess that's probably why they didn't didn't drop too much in in the polls because Henry County is five uh, A and uh, Haywood's four A. So the only other yeah. team, uh, well, there are a few, a couple of other teams in the area. Arlington had a pretty good game. Uh, then uh, 
we and they got the win. Ripley had a buy in week one somehow. Uh, and then Millington jumps out and gets a win uh, right out of the gate here. And uh, that was maybe a little surprising. Uh, but Millington was coming on a little stronger at the end of last year. And I, I said uh, earlier this year, I think that their quarterback, Tommy Clifton, he showed massive improvement over the course of the year last year. So if that continues, I mean, I think you're looking at a lot of upside for Millington. Yeah, I think so. Did they beat Bolton? Is that they beat? Yes. Yeah. Which is, okay. you know, not... Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't trying to downplay it, but yeah, I mean, it's a win. I mean, Millington has had you know trouble finding wins anywhere the past couple of years. So yeah, that's that's a good win for them. And yeah, it sort of sets up an interesting matchup you know, in the M and M Bowl uh, this Friday, you know, at Munford. So and that's what we have this Friday for the Tifton County Integrated Medicine Game of the Week. We have the M and M Bowl, and I'm sure you'll be there too, Jeff. Uh, at the M and M Bowl at Munford, I, I can't imagine that you're going to watch Covington play FACS. I might catch Brighton and Dyersburg, though. That should be an interesting that game. That actually really should sure. be a good yeah. game, too. Brighton right. and Dyersburg should be a good game. The M&M Bowl is definitely, I, I would say, you know, for eyeballs, the best one to watch. Now, Covington, because of how impressive they are, if I was saying what to do with your time, here's what I would do. Okay. I would go to Covington and watch the first half. I would leave sometime in the second quarter because it will probably already be out of hand. Now, here's another Marty Wheeler almost running off the road. <laughs> but uh, then turn on the Covington game on 1250 AM on your radio or on the WKBL app on your phone and then head to the Brighton game or the Munford game to watch the rest of that one, which should still be close. That, that's how I would uh, tell you to plan out your Friday night. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. That's the rest of the listeners, <laughs> not me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm gonna, you know, go back and forth between the M&M Bowl and uh, the Brighton Dyersburg uh, game. That's probably what I'm gonna do. You know, that, those are so close to each other, and I live in Mumford, so I think that's what I'm gonna do. Hopefully, well, I'll go to the M&M Bowl, and Mumford will take care of business, and then I'll go over to uh, Brighton and see how they're doing. Well, I will say here's the here's another uh, scenario for for you, and I did mean for the okay. listener when I was saying that. I understand uh, that. I'm just but uh, uh, for you, I would say go to the Brighton Dyersburg game and then just download the US 51 Country app and listen to the Eminem Bowl. And you can hmm. download the WKBL app too and just switch back and forth between the Covington game and the uh, and the Eminem Bowl. Man, that, that sounds like a lot of technology. I'm not sure how to do this. <laughs> We'll get you okay, set can, up. You can work that okay, phone. Okay. You can you can you can get it taken care of. I'll get you set up. I'll show you how to easily okay. switch between the games. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll uh, I'll come by for a consultation maybe tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. You never came by for your Chick Fil A sandwich. We had to throw it out. Oh, bummer. All right. Well, maybe next year. We're 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 not holding our breath over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old, Chad. I don't get out at night much. And he means by For throwing a game, out. That's about it. He means, he means by throwing. He ate it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what I meant. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Dealer. Be right back on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app. US 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 
101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website, us51country.com, and click on Calendar to post your information. It's the US 51 Country Dollar Saver Guy with good news. Eat out at great restaurants for half price, family fun things to do at half price. It's all at half price online at us51dollarsaver.com. There are still great savings available online. Go get yours before they're all gone from us51dollarsaver.com. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third-generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. Memphis football is finally here as your Tigers open the season on 901 Day, September 1st. Be part of opening night as your Tigers host the Mercer Bears for a 6 p.m. kickoff. As our salute to the 901, we have partnered with Kroger and the Mid-South Food Bank with tickets available at area Kroger stores for just $9.01. That's right, tickets cost just $9.01, but only at local Kroger stores. Get tickets for the whole family and help us celebrate the start of the 2018 season. Memphis football, Saturday, September 1st at 6 p.m. At Tipton Farmers Co-op Car Care, we pay very close attention to details. One of the things we do when we change your oil and service your vehicle is vacuum the front floorboard area and wash and clean your windshield. This is one example of the small things we can do to make it easier for you. During a routine service, we also check all tire pressure and check all fluid levels. If there's anything that needs attention, we inform you of that before you leave. We are open to serve Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. until 5.30 p.m. and Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon. We are located on Highway 51 South in Covington. Come by and see us today or give us a call at 476-4936. Do you have storm damage or would you just like to make some exterior changes to your home? Then you need to call Admiral Custom Roofing. Admiral Custom Roofing in Atoka offers a wide range of products and services for the maintenance-free exterior of your home, such as roofing, replacement windows, vinyl siding, gutters, gutter cleanouts, door replacement, and much, much more. Admiral Custom Roofing is licensed, bonded, insured, and a preferred contractor with Owens Corning. They offer discounts for military and financing is also available. Available. So call 901-461-0740 today for all of your home needs and experience the Admiral difference. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Skies becoming partly cloudy tonight. will drop to 69 for the low. Wednesday looking good. Mostly sunny skies up to 87 for the high and northerly winds. Thursday mostly sunny, a little bit cooler. Thursday's high at 84. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. And here we go. Welcome back, Adam and Chad. Don't forget, you've still got about 15 minutes you can vote. Actually, about 16 minutes you can vote in the football player of the week. The Hat Ads player of the week poll is up on the fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. Three nominees this week for Player of the Week. And you can vote in that poll. It closes at 7. We'll announce the winner in the second hour of the show. 
I didn't want to say anybody's name wrong, so I'm looking for my sheet that tells me who <laughs> the pronunciation the players are. But Adam is going to have to tell you because I can't find it. Yeah, I got, um, like I said, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Is it Kadarius Page? Cordarius. 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 I think I'm saying that correct. So I apologize if I'm not. I don't want to mispronounce. It looks like it's Cadarius Page. And then you got. uh, That's from Covington. Running back from Covington. Yeah. yeah. Then you got the running back from Arlington, Kenneth Walker, the third. And, uh, And then you got, I never couldn't do this last year. Is it. Ruby or Rube? Rube. Rube Ray. Rube Ray. Rube Ray. Okay, I always I want to kind of pronounce it Rhea for some reason. And he's the quarterback for Fay Academy, number 10. He had an awesome game. It was ridiculous. But he, we're not surprised. He got injured last year when he was on his way of being one of the better quarterbacks in the area. So, yeah, uh, he's he is also awesome. That, that. That, that guy is awesome. Yeah, this guy, I, I think he's going to be somebody you're going to hear about nationally probably at some point uh, if he continues at the rate he's going and the level of competition yeah. they're going to play so if he he does some damage to some of these teams they got upcoming it, it definitely and he'll i'm sure he'll make a another appearance on our board too so um but yeah he had we would go i go back to the state you know rube had uh he was nine for 14 165 yards and four touchdowns so that's that's pretty impressive and then of course kenneth walker from arlington um the third he uh, had 22 carries for 252 yards, five touchdowns, and a forced fumble. So this guy is playing both sides of the ball. And, I mean, five touchdowns. That's, that's I mean, incredible. That's, yeah. that's Al Bundy numbers right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have uh, Kadarius Page, and he's at running back Covington. Of course, he had five carries for 86 yards so and 43 yards receiving and two touchdowns. So he had some long yardage runs there against Munford. So, he, I mean, that's he had good and he's all right in the receiving, too. That's always good have somebody that can do both. And, of course, we had uh, – those were only three this week, and um, we got had others that did well. I mean, I guess you had honorable mention. You had, yeah, uh, it's uh, – yeah, I don't know. If you're not familiar guys. with the uh, poll from uh, last year, uh, it's three or four players usually. Uh, it's it's very rarely – I don't think it – maybe one time it was more than four. Uh, right. And it, right. It, but there, there really has to be some outstanding performances. But usually it's three or four top players each week. Uh, from teams uh, that help their team win, and uh, we put them up there on Sunday night. You can vote between Sunday night and Tuesday night, and then we announce the winner live here on the show, which we will do in the next hour for this week's Hat Ads Player of the Week, and then uh, we'll present the award to him uh, later in the week, whoever ends up uh, winning it. But you can vote in the poll by being a member of the Fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. It's the only way you can vote in the poll. It's the only way Facebook lets you vote in uh, the poll is to be a member of the Fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. So make sure you go and uh, click to join that. It doesn't take long. Uh, it does have to go through an approval, but it's pretty automatic, and you'll get approved, and then you can vote in the poll there. So uh, make sure that you do that. Now, sad day in college football because today I found out Dr. Pepper has made a huge mistake. How does Dr. Pepper affect college football? Ice cold Dr. Pepper here. You know Larry Culpepper. The guy who's been on the commercials the last couple of years, Larry Culpepper. They're doing away with him. They fired him. It doesn't say they fired him. They did away with Larry Culpepper commercials, though. You're not going to have that guy in the shorts and the glasses anymore with the Dr. Pepper visor saying, Ice cold, Dr. Pepper, yeah. You're not going to see it anymore. That's crazy. I love that guy. I love those commercials. They're great. And Adam actually met Larry Culpepper, and uh, the guy's a really cool guy. Well, now they're doing away with it, and... 
They're going to do Fanville and call it a football crazy town where Les Miles, and I, as from a screenshot, I said it looks like Les Miles works at a hardware store or something. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, they're going to have Boz uh, and Eddie George also in the uh, new commercials. They're going to ha- call somewhere Fanville. But uh, I don't know. It, to me, this is a mistake, Adam. Getting rid of Larry Culpepper, I think that was a great marketing tool. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Or I was like, are you kidding me? And like I said, I met the guy. I was down at the uh, Alabama-USC game year before last and uh, and got to enjoy it and actually got to meet him. I'll, I'll have to post it on our Fans of Adam Chad page for you all to see. I, I got a picture of me and him hanging out with my buddy, uh, Dave. We're going to call it California Dave. He uh, He's a big USC fan, uh, being an Alabama fan. We took a picture with him, and he actually had fun with us with that too he's he he stays in character but he, he is actually a really cool guy it was a lot of fun just sitting there hanging out kind of talk to him for a minute and it's going to be a i hate that they're doing it because i was looking forward to going to see the alabama usc rematch next year down in uh, dallas and him probably being there because they always carry around he has that little um oh the winnebago or whatever it was he was in in the commercials he actually carries that around the country to the different espn sports zones and stuff. or he so, did yeah or he, he did. no longer yeah does. yeah past tense now <laughs> but uh but yeah i hate to see what, go what I think other it's a bad job movie. is that but, actor gonna get well apparently he's been in a lot of other big movies he's been in some movies with jack nicholas he's been a recurring really? on parks and rec yeah i just i've always thought he looked familiar and then when i read that bio on him i thought oh yeah okay maybe so you know maybe that's huh. why he looked familiar i never watched so, parks and rec I caught I was kind of hit and miss, but I, I his face did look familiar. And that, then when they said that, I thought, okay, that's probably where I've seen him before. But yeah, I a lot of people are happy he's gone. We see a lot of articles, people going, oh, you know, it's great, it's, it's a great day for college football. It's I'm like, yeah, I think you're gonna crazy miss him. to he, me. Those, I don't know why you get rid of such funny. a great. That, I love the commercials and the, it was like the guy played the character so great. I really liked it. This is a statement from Dr. Pepper on it. Dr. Pepper is the fuel for college football fandom, and its new marketing campaign for the 2018-19 season, Fanville, is a parody TV show drama that captures the emotional roller coaster of college football fandom, which means they're going to make fun of Southern people, what you want to bet. Right, right. The... uh, and anyway, it was created by Deutsch, the ad agency, uh, which uh, is known for creating a lot of different campaigns. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be funny. I don't know. They got Les Miles and Brian Bosworth and Eddie George in there, so we'll see. Eddie George has never struck me as much of a actor, but uh, we'll see. Now, Les Miles, yeah, he could pull it off. I mean, this guy is kind of crazy anyway. I mean, he, right. Like, I think Les Miles could pull off a, a funny tv commercial <laughs> but I, i'm not sure that eddie george they i don't understand why don't they bring larry into this into this town this fanville i don't know that's something i i don't get it i think they're gonna realize it's a bad idea they're gonna i don't they, know they'll, we'll see how much we we'll, we'll had to put up the odds that he's gonna end up popping back up it'd be like getting rid of uh your your mischievous dude from all state uh, oh yeah, yeah, the mischief guy. Yeah, yeah uh, the guy that's always the what is his name? The, the Mister Bad stuff happens. Not mischief. You know? uh, no, he's got a name. I, it's it's uh, completely eluding me because I was trying to think of it while ago. So mayhem, mayhem. Yeah, there you yeah, go, mayhem. mayhem. That oh. guy is so funny in Thirty Rock <laughs> but as uh, Liz's boyfriend in Thirty Rock. He is hilarious. I always forget about that. One. And uh, he's, he's always a bad guy in a bunch of big movies. Too. Yeah, he's great. He's great in the Allstate commercials too, obviously, but. Uh, but, yeah, he is so funny. If you haven't seen him in 30 Rock, just, like, find the YouTube video of just the greatest stuff of him. And uh, it's 
He's so funny in that show. It's really good. Yeah, they could use, um, is it Andy Samberg? I can't ever pronounce his name. The dude from uh, Saturday Night Live. They could use somebody like him, dude, because he's so goofy. Is it, he's, from, he's got, um, oh, is it Andy Samberg? Is that the way I'm saying his name right? You know, uh, I'm, Yeah, I'm the Lonely guy. Island guy? Lonely Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah those those guys can do something like that. The guy from like Brooklyn that. Nine-Nine. That's it, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was, I was trying to think Which of the show. Which is also a yeah. funny show. I don't watch that show a lot, but it's really funny. It is funny, yeah. When I've caught episodes, I've enjoyed them. Uh, but, it, yeah, I, somebody like him could maybe replace this guy, but I, I think he's irreplaceable. I know, I'm sure there's people that are going, man, I'm glad that guy's gone because there have been commercials of other ones. Like, I can't stand flow from Progressive. Like, that commercial drives me insane. But uh, but it's something like that. Oh, I, but I'm see, sure seriously, people, I think getting rid of her would be a mistake. Uh, well, probably not. Yeah, because now they've kind of established her as that person. But Between for me, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. And uh, Chris Parnell is the box. You know, he does the voice of the progressive box in those commercials. Oh, yeah. Well, it's different and, with somebody's uh, just a voice. Now, there, yeah, and, you know, changes. he's a local guy, by the way, a Memphis guy, uh, Chris Parnell. I think he used to be a teacher at Collierville uh and then did snl and of course now he's doing the progressive commercials but uh anyway i, I like his commercials too and if anybody could maybe replace flow it would be him but i, I like flow i don't i don't know what your problem is with flow i like flow i've just never been a fan it's just kind of like i guess it's just how they they hit you a certain way like she's not funny to me whereas the the one you know mr dr pepper is but they, i just some of them just hit me wrong where I, I I like them better than others, but I mean the Mayhem guy from Allstate's my favorite. But the other ones, because those commercials, they just come up with something new every time. And every now and Chick Fil A has some good ones. They've they here lately they haven't, I, come they up haven't nothing new. To me, but for a while there, they had some pretty good ones, and then it's the, like they've run out. of The ideas. one they had that was good that maybe not everybody appreciates the Chick Fil A the college football commercial was when the cows were parachuting onto the field. Yeah, that one was fun. I liked yeah. that one. Yeah, it wasn't over the top and it wasn't hilarious but i liked the commercial yeah they were good yeah i enjoyed those i and of course there's a couple other but i i think probably more iconic though would be the the all-state guy for sure between um i can't ever think of the guy's name that does the voice for it it's got the deep the deep voice the other ads yeah. i'm looking forward to in college football are the nissan heisman house yeah always, some of those I've are always, really funny. i've always liked those yeah. uh it, it's uh I, I can't remember which one it was where they're sitting there. I can't remember who I was in the room, but they're sitting there talking about uh, being the best quarterback or whatever, and uh, Montana just kind of holds up his rings like all, yeah, all, on, on one good. hand, all four rings uh, on one hand. To me, though, the best two that were at, like by far is the food fight one where they're all sitting there and they're waiting, and then the duck starts the fight. You know, that's where Tebow throws his, his <laughs> the Oregon duck with the – piece of cake and then it just yeah, all yeah, of them yeah, just yeah. start going at it and then the one of course I, i'm not partially it just so happens it was an alabama player the one with derrick henry because he's so huge and they give him the little house outside <laughs> and make him think that he can't come inside and, and then the duck throws him out of the little house too it's like a little dog house but uh that one was pretty good too but, yeah and most all those are really funny but they're just certain ones that kind of stick in my head that i remember more than others but it should be a good year. Well, I'd see you. That's it's like almost like a Super Bowl thing every year with the college football. Now that we got that starting up, we actually have games coming up this Saturday. I noticed there's six games Saturday, but they're all. I think Colorado State's the only notable one, and there are a lot of them other schools. You're like, who's that? And uh, FCS kind of things, but um, it, we'll have a whole new round of different kind of commercials and mascots and all that good stuff. You know, every year we got a, a bunch of that with the college football, especially with game day and all that coming. But I'm so mad at you, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. You were my favorite. Not happy about that change. You were my favorite soda. Now I may have to change because you fired Larry Culpepper 
I, I doubt I'll change. I, I just I, I I I need to stop drinking soda anyway. But uh, but Dr Pepper was my favorite soda, and now they've gotten rid of Larry Culpepper. So I don't know, man. I, I may have to I may have to drop them. The preseason college football poll came out, by the way, and no surprise, but Alabama has uh, topped the poll once again. Three years in a row, Alabama comes out as the number one ranked uh, team in the preseason. Forty two out of sixty one first place votes. Uh, George, Clemson number two, Georgia number three, Wisconsin fourth, Ohio State fifth, and I find that interesting because I think it's almost a certainty that Urban Meyer is going to get fired, right? Just because the situation. And yeah. it, I find it interesting that they would still rank Ohio State fifth. I think you'll see how much coaching matters. Ohio State won't fall off a cliff, but they'll fall off once uh or with urban meyer's firing and just the uh dis uh array that that puts a program in i think ohio state will suffer but i i think there's almost no way they don't fire urban meyer so i don't see ohio state as a number five team right now yeah i i mean because people there are people arguing say oh the talents there i'm like yeah but the coaching can really drop and it off. And the loser right before the season right. starts. I mean, Everything's going to be in disarray. There's going to be a lot of distractions. Now, by the end of the season, could they be going back after Herman? You know, would they try to bring him, you know, find some way to get him back? I mean, I know the contracts wouldn't obviously probably work out, but do they go after somebody like, say, Les Miles? He's a Michigan guy, but he, that's, you know. I did, I don't see that. I actually, you know, my I think I may have mentioned this last year. My prediction is that Harbaugh is going to be gone maybe after this year or the next, and that they bring less miles in. I think that'll be because he's a Michigan guy, and I think Harbaugh's on his last leg. If, if uh, Shea Patterson, you know, they announced he's the starter for them this year, so Harbaugh's got him. Uh, he's going. I always make the joke, He's he's got to use the SEC quarterback to help him win some games. So, And Shea Patterson wasn't bad. Shea Patterson was good at Ole Miss. So, I mean, I, I do think it's going to make them better. But I always laugh at the fact that he had to pull some from down this way to go help him out. So, I mean, as you can tell, I'm not a big fan of Michigan. But uh, the AP poll also, uh, Memphis got three votes in the AP, and they got 23 votes in the coaches' poll. And I was trying to figure out where they're, they're kind of like at 35, 36, something like that, which yeah, isn't bad. Which is, I mean, I mean honestly, not bad when Memphis you got never got any kind of respect. You know, you yeah. never got any. For them to have gone and lost and changed so much, the fact that they're even getting votes in the AP yeah. shows that there's, right. there's some amount of respect there that with, wasn't there before. With losing the quarterback, losing the top receiver, uh, right. you know, and you've got some good stuff coming back on defense. Uh, but, yeah, it is impressive, I think. that it, it says a lot about the program, I think, that Memphis is getting respect uh, in a year where so much has changed and they're still getting preseason respect. It also speaks to the recruiting highly. Right, definitely. And uh, what Nor- good job that Norvell's done and what uh, Fuente left behind and all that. So, And then, of course, you got the other American conference team, that the your fictitious national champion, the Central Florida. Oh, they, you mean your real national champion, right. your defending national right. champion, Central Florida Golden Knights? Yeah. Well, they AP poll seems to give them gave them that little notch above Boise, uh, which helps them out. We know in the long run that means something when it comes to these non-power five teams. And then yeah. over in the coaches poll, apparently coaches don't agree because <laughs> Boise State's actually above them, which doesn't matter to Coach Polk because Coach Polk to doesn't me, determine that's, who's To me, that's get. a thing where Boise State – Boise State has entered that uh, Notre Dame air now. Right. They got where, the benefit regardless like you of what. Get, they're going to be ranked in the preseason regardless. Right. Like, At the bottom, but they're going to But they there. like to put Boise State yeah. in there. They just like to have them in there because yeah. they're an exciting – 
like we haven't gotten over them beating Oklahoma with the hook and lateral yet. And so we we still got to throw them in there every time just for like old time's sake. It's the same thing with Notre Dame. They won a championship in 1988 and then they were terrible for 20 years and they were still in the preseason polls every single year. They finally one year went to play for a championship and got embarrassed. Uh, but at least they played for the championship that year, and then they haven't been that great since then. They're still in the preseason polls all the time. Now they, we've finally gotten to a point now where Notre Dame doesn't automatically like it's almost like they give them five wins to start the season. Used to be, right. and now we've finally gotten to a point where Notre Dame has just fallen out of that. Like, yeah. uh, but it took a long time, and so it'll probably take another uh, five or so years of Boise State being mediocre before they uh, stop getting that automatic 21-22 spot in the top 25 at the beginning of every year. It's like they give them that shot, and they've never even got to the playoff and all that. But I think Central Florida, if you look at both of them, they'll say, oh, Boise State record is garbage, which is true even this year. I think they've got a better chance because they've got a garbage record or a record schedule. Central Florida is going to have a little bit of rough, especially with Memphis being in their conference. But uh, and my last little fun with them is, I've been saying Louisville and Alabama will be playing Orlando so they can show Central Florida what a real national champion looks like. So I, I'm Central sure the fans Florida threw the invite out to Alabama. Oh, I'm sure they'll they'll schedule. Just give them, you know, they got they're already scheduled up for the next. Oh yeah, just give us seven or eight years. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to play you when hey, you're good. We got people lined up. Taking we'll come us play you hands. when you're not good. <laughs> right. Hey, if they if they're that good, they're scared they, of the defending if, champs. If they, That's all can, it is. If they can maintain uh, what, their recruiting. I, sorry, your mic's going. I can't hear you anymore. What happened there? We'll be right back on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Today's country and the classics for West Tennessee. Worldwide at US51Country.com. WKBQ Covington is US 51 Country 93.5 FM. USA Radio News. Police have announced first-degree murder charges against Christian Rivera, a 24-year-old illegal alien in the death of Iowa College student Molly Tibbetts. Rivera led detectives to her body earlier today. Authorities in Iowa held a press conference earlier today. Again, we were able to pull him in during the investigation. We conducted a lengthy interview with Mr. Rivera, and during that interview, he tells us that he sees Molly running and was able to uh, come upon her, approach her, and then he tells us that at some point in time he blacks out and then he comes to near an intersection in which we believe he then placed Molly. Michael Cohen, President Trump's personal attorney, pled guilty in federal court today to campaign violations, bank fraud, and tax evasion in connection with hush payments made to two women on behalf of then-candidate Trump. Cohen faces five years in jail. This is USA Radio News. Hi, folks. Let's wind the clocks back 60 years. Food was different. Food provided health and nutrition, and using supplements was minimal. Unfortunately, now we have chemicals, GMOs, herbicides, and pesticides that can be quite lethal in the name of our food supply and, of course, the ever-loving dollar. Supplementing our diets can be very important to stay healthy. Cleansing from daily intruders to the body might be critical. Live strong and take charge. Log on to GetTheTea.com. Our herbal tea is a great way to cleanse from intruders. When your health is not up to par, go to GetTheTea.com. 
No GMOs, no fillers, and organic. And very helpful in keeping you at the top of your game. Everybody knows, including me, that Life Change Tea is the tea that makes you go. Visit GetTheTea.com for a limited time and use promo code USA and get free shipping. At GetTheTea.com, use promo code USA at GetTheTea.com. A jury today found former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort guilty on eight charges in his bank and tax fraud trial. Manafort was found guilty on all five charges of filing false income tax returns. He was also found guilty on two of the nine charges that included bank fraud conspiracy. He was also found guilty on one of the four counts of failure to disclose a foreign bank account. President Trump is hosting a rally tonight in West Virginia. He was asked about the Manafort conviction. Very sad thing that happened. This has nothing to do with Russian collusion. This started as Russian collusion. This has absolutely nothing to do. This is a witch hunt and it's a disgrace. But this has nothing to do with what they started out looking for Russians involved in our campaign. There were none. I feel very badly for Paul Manafort. Again, he worked for Bob Dole. He worked for Ronald Reagan. He worked for many, many people. And uh, this is the way it ends up. Manafort will be sentenced a week from today. You're listening to USA Radio News. here on US 51 Country 93.5 and in the US 51 Country mobile app and Facebook Live quick score update Braves and Pirates tied at 0 bottom of the second Nationals lead the Phillies 1-0 that game has been delayed Red Sox and Indians tied at 0 top of the 4th with 2 out Yankees and Marlins tied at 0 top of the 4th with none out that is your halftime score update. If you care about uh, the English League Championship, Swansea City and Leeds United tied at two apiece in that one. Uh, so I'm assuming it's about to go to penalties. I don't know, though. Or, well, it wouldn't be about to because it's like 1 o'clock in the morning over there. Maybe they got to play another game. I don't know how it works. Be right back. We're proud to contribute to you, the hardworking farmer, grower, and rancher. You work hard and take risks every season because you love what you do. And what you do makes a difference in all our lives. You're people who work the land. You give it your best shot. We'll do the same for you. Bank of Tipton. Member FDIC. It's all about you. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. It's going to be fun on the bun. You know, we were talking uh, before the break about Memphis getting a lot of respect. We think it's a lot of respect shown to the program because they got votes in the top 25 poll, even losing, you know, top receiver, losing their quarterback, all of that. I also think that it shows, and of course they get respect. I mean, they've won how many national championships now and changed quarterbacks how many times. But uh, Alabama gets ranked number one, and they don't know who their quarterback's going to be yet. 
Now, we all suspect it's going to be Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Uh, But we don't know that. It hasn't been announced yet, and it could be Jalen Hurts, who has not been a bad quarterback for them. Yes, Tua had to come in in the game, uh, in the national championship for him, but who got him there? So, you know, it is, to me, it's not as cut and dry, but maybe Adam differs with me, and you're more plugged into Alabama football than me. Uh, I, I just think it's not completely cut and dry. I think you could see Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll be the starter. I think Tua's pretty much, it's almost a done deal at this point, just from what I hear coming out of Tuscaloosa with a lot of the scrimmages. And Tua's been having an awesome uh, year coming in with all the scrimmages they've had up to this point. Uh, Of course, Saban's not going to say one way or the other. I I don't think, I think they'll find a place for Jalen to play in the game and they and I know what they're going to do. They do like they did last few years. Nobody's going to say anything until the game starts, and nobody's really going to know. Um, but I feel like Jalen will, won't start this this season for Alabama. And and like I said, everything coming from inside Tuscaloosa that it's pretty much all but done without anybody actually coming out and saying it. Um, but I feel like yeah, Jalen's got the record, but he just couldn't quite get over it when it came to big games. Now I think what hurt him though was against Clemson. He did well. He did what he had to do in that game. The defense kind of lost that last drive when they lost to Clemson in that game. So I don't blame him for that. Now last year, he had game. He was he he just hasn't progressed the way he needed to. So uh, and then two of was just lightning in a ball every time he was on the field. So and everybody's been you know I I couldn't believe I couldn't believe the same put him in in the championship game. I I had wanted it, but I thought well I don't know if he just that's just not Saban style. But I think right now we're not going to know till the day they walk out in the field until that first play against Louisville. I, I don't think Saban's going to even lead on to anything because of the sensitive nature because there's been some issues with that with Jalen. Some things have been said, some other things back and forth, and I don't. I think they're trying to keep from distracting everybody, and they'll just let it go and let it be what it is. So I, I really, but I do feel it too. Is pretty much. 95% chance he's going to be the guy outside of some other kind of craziness that, you know, well, outside of an we injury. We will see for sure. Now, uh, on to our Player of the Week poll. It is that time. Hat Ads Player of the Week. Hat Ads Department Store in Munford. The last true great department store on this earth. Maybe not on this earth, but around here anyway. Go to Hat Ads in Munford. they got a lot of great outdoors stuff, too. You can uh, check them out there, HDS Outdoors. Uh, check them out on Facebook as well. The Hat Ads Player of the Week poll. Here were the nominees in the poll that you, the listener, were able to vote on. Rube Ray, number 10, quarterback from Fayette Academy, went 9 for 14 for 165 yards and four touchdowns. Codarius Page, Codarius Page is... Uh, that's how you say it. I'm sorry. Number 25 running back Covington, five carries for 86 yards, 43 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker, the third, number nine running back at Arlington, 22 carries for 252 yards, five touchdowns, and one forced fumble. Uh, that is the three nominees for Hat Ads Player of the Week. And we have a winner Adam. Who is it? <laughs> It's, <laughs> I was like, what in the world was that? It is Kadarius Page. Kadarius Page, the winner. Now, how many votes? Uh, oh, he had uh, 83 votes. 83 for votes for Kadarius Page. We yeah. will go out to Covington 
and present the award later in the week to him. Had Ed's Player of the Week, Kadarius Page, Covington, and their impressive win over Mumford, 55-14 to this past Friday. Congratulations to him, and uh, nice way to kick off our Player of the Week poll. If you want to vote in the Had Ads Player of the Week poll, all you have to do is go to Facebook and join the group, Facebook group, fans of Adam and Chad. And the poll comes up every Sunday night. You can vote in it between Sunday night and the first hour of the show here on Tuesday, and then we announce it in the second hour of the show. Uh, but once again, your winner, Kadarius Page from Covington High School, the Headeds Player of the Week. We're talking about the top 25 preseason poll. And I don't know how much stock you put into this stuff. I know uh, Clemson and Alabama are still clearly like, uh, seem like they're the two top teams right now. I mean, Alabama has an embarrassment of riches right now. At the fact that they're having a quarterback battle between a guy who took the team to two national titles and a guy who won a national title in his first significant playing time on the field outside of blowouts uh, is, like I said, it's an embarrassment of riches. I, uh, so they're clearly at number one. Some of the other stuff, I you know, I don't know where a lot of these other teams will shake out. I think uh, Penn State may be getting overlooked for Ohio State. Like I said, Ohio State, I think, is going to be in a little bit of trouble because of the Urban Meyer situation. Oh, yeah. But not only that, I think Penn State's better than Ohio State anyway. If there was no Urban Meyer situation, I think Penn State's better than Ohio State. And I'm not saying, mm-hmm. by the way, by saying I think that Urban Meyer will be fired, I'm not saying that I'm in necessarily in agreement with that. I just uh, I, because you know I, how things I still go. don't know. To me, you got to show me the evidence. So I'll, I'm going to wait until I see the evidence of if he did anything fireable. But now, I mean, look, if he did something that violated his contract, hey, I'm sorry, you signed the contract. I mean, that's just how that is. It might be, it could be something ridiculous, like you ate McDonald's when you were only supposed to eat Wendy's. But if it's in your contract, it's in your contract. I just, right. That's how that goes. But. Uh, but we'll see. I don't think Urban Meyer is the coach at Ohio State next week, though. I really don't. I, I don't think he survives. Now, I do think that he's out of the game for a year, maybe two, and then some team doesn't care about the PR and hires him. Yeah, I believe that, yeah. I mean, I Bobby Petrino that. not only got another job, went back to Louisville. After he right. snuck away right. from Louisville to take a job a interview way. that he wasn't supposed to take because he didn't have permission, and they still hired him back. Right, right. So, uh, I, you know, to, to, say that, to say that Urban Meyer will never coach again, I think is way stretched. Somebody will pick him up. Ohio State will fire him. They'll have to for PR. Yeah. I, and they I, care about that, so they will. Now, in a year or two, whoever picks up Urban Meyer is going to be lucky. Yeah, I figured, and that'll be a team like some people say, oh, Florida. I'm like, no, because, you know, Dan Mullen's there. They've got a good little contract. It won't be, you know, unless, well, unless they have two really terrible years, which under Mullen, I really doubt it. Uh, A lot of people forget he was the guy behind Tebow, really. He was the offensive coordinator back when Tebow was at Florida, so he knew what he was doing. And he's brought a Mississippi State at Dak Dak Prescott. So, I mean, this guy knows how to run an offense. Now, whether or not he'll have the defense he needs – that's a whole other ball game. 
I think the, that's going to keep Urban from going back to Florida. I think Florida wants him, but I think he goes back to Utah. Hey, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. I, I was going to say, you know, Petrino goes back to Louisville. Utah is now a Power 5 school. Right. They weren't when Urban Meyer left them. And they've just been okay. They haven't been bad. They've actually been pretty decent. They're in the Pac-12 now. Urban Meyer could end up back at Utah. Yeah. If if all this shakes out, Utah's still mediocre. Uh, and, you know, people kind of get over it. It cools down. Urban Meyer promises, you know, that I know what I did wrong. And cause this is exactly how I see it going down. It's him saying, you know, I know what I did was wrong. And I, I just want to always look for the best in people. And that's why I gave... Zach, uh, so many chances, but I've learned you just can't always give people so many chances. And so uh, I've learned that lesson. He'll go back to Utah, and then Utah will win the Pac-12 in like year two of his tenure. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could. I, I I mean, it won't take no time, or no, no time for him to get there up and going because, I mean, he's already done it once. Um, now, whether or not they're willing – I think Florida would be more willing to let things go than Utah would. Of course, he didn't really, really leave Utah in bad circumstances. I think the only thing that keeps him out of coaching all the way around would be a health issue, kind of like what went on back supposedly when he was at Florida. So we'll see. I, I, but I, I'm with you. I think Utah would probably be the most, unless something really crazy happens and he stays out multiple years and Dan Mullen just, you know, doesn't pull it off at Florida, which I, I think they'll be good enough. They're not going to, Dan Mullen's probably safe for at least three to four seasons. And then I think then maybe, but, and I don't see him saying it. Urban's not going to hang out that long. Remember the show is brought to you by Muddy Water Shirt Company. Muddy Water Shirt Company is on Highway 14 next to the original Fast Times. Their number is 901-305-0105. They do all of our shirts. The shirt you see behind Adam there on camera, that's a Muddy Water Shirt Company shirt. They do all of our stuff. The shirt I'm wearing is a Muddy Water Shirt Company shirt. The banner behind me was made by Muddy Water Shirt Company. They do all kinds of cool stuff. Give them a call for your project. If you got a small business, they're great just to do some shirts or some stickers whatever you need for your business branding items they're also great for youth sports teams and uh, i know we're getting into some of those fall youth sports now so start thinking about that or if your kids already got the uniforms but you want the shirt that says i'm run runs Pepaw, then you can get that shirt from muddy water shirt company muddy water shirt company 901-305-0105 one of our great sponsors here on adam and chad and when we return We'll be joined by Brandon Reed from Ritter Tube Town. And he'll talk fantasy football with us. He's somewhat of an expert in the field. And we'll see what he has to say next on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. You ever find yourself locked out of your car that's out of gas, on a flat tire, and a dead battery? If so, you should seriously reevaluate your life choices. And then you should call Whaley's Towing. The Swiss Army knife of towing companies, Whaley's Towing offers so much more than the rest. From lockouts to fuel delivery, tire changes, jump starts, even the auto body services, Whaley's Towing's got you covered. Why, they even offer semi-tractor trailer winch-out tows, pool starts, cargo transfers, cargo container transports, even diaper changes. Ah, scratch that last one. I was just seeing if you was paying attention. (laughs) 
With six different locations, you ain't never too far from the professionals at Whaley's Towing. You'll find them in Jackson, Brownsville, Brighton, Somerville, Ripley, and Covington. Whaley's Towing. They don't want to charge you an arm and a leg. They just want your toes. Look them up there on Facebook at Whaley's Towing or call 901-734-7910. It's not just a home or a car. It's the money you save, the overtime you work so that you can have nice things. The State Farm team of Brad Carlisle wants to protect them. We are the number one choice for home and auto, and with discounts up to 40%, we can save you money and give you the coverage you deserve. Let the Brad Carlisle team save you an average of $480 a year. Call Brad Carlisle State Farm today at 901-476-7500 or visit bradcarlisle.com. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Skies becoming partly cloudy tonight. We'll drop to 69 for the low. Wednesday, looking good. Mostly sunny skies, up to 87 for the high and northerly winds. Thursday, mostly sunny, a little bit cooler. Thursday's high at 84. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. Some people are dumb. <laughs> Welcome back, Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. We are joined now by Ritter Two Towns, Brandon Reed. You probably know him from... The different high school football preview shows he does throughout the year. He also works behind the scenes on the football broadcast there on Tube Town. They carried the Covington Munford game this past Friday, and so you may have gotten a chance to see that. Brandon is also with My Fantasy Sports Talk. Brandon, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem, Chad. I enjoy the show, and uh, I heard you uh, refer to me as a fantasy, somewhat of a fantasy expert. There are no experts in fantasy, Chad. <laughs> you, you play the games, and uh, you hope for the best. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it's a lot of fun. You play to win the game. That's right. That, that's all it is. Um, but yeah, you know, we were at Mumph, or I'm sorry, Covington Friday night too. Were you there, Chad? I was looking for you. I didn't I was get not, a chance to catch up. I was not there. I was here at the station. Uh, we were running two separate broadcasts, and so I had to be here at the station to try to coordinate that. So I wasn't yeah, so able. I was looking in every every booth in the press box. And I didn't <laughs> see you. So, uh, yeah, but... I wasn't able to. Uh, I wasn't able to come out to that one because I was having to coordinate between the broadcasts uh, here at the station we've uh our family of stations has picked up a, a second broadcast so it's uh it, it's a confusing time <laughs> a big time though a lot of fun though for all the listeners you, you know several different games and i heard your advice to um uh jeff ireland about <laughs> how he should handle his his friday night this coming friday night so very diplomatic of you and you gave him several choices there uh, but, yeah, we're going to be in Mumford, again, not to get off sidetracked here and, t- and not talk about fantasy football NFL, but we're, we will, Town Ritter Communications will be at the uh, M&M Bowl this coming Friday night in Mumford, so hope to see all you guys there. And, um, man, I don't know, Chad. I kind of think I, – I don't know. I think I think Mumford looked – and I don't want to make any anyone upset on either side of the ball here, but I think Mumford looked a little thin and had a lot of turnover. They seemed to – kind of got manhandled by Covington, and I think Tommy Clifton 
which I think is just a sophomore for Millington uh, quarterback, may be the best player on the field Friday night. Hey, I, now I've said this, uh, and I started saying it last year. The first time I saw Tommy Clifton, I didn't think much about it. He was a freshman, so I wasn't holding it against him, but I just thought, oh, man, you know, Millington's in trouble. About halfway through the season last year, we saw uh, – uh, I did two games – I did two Millington games with Two Town. We did the M&M Bowl, and then we did a Millington game late in the season that was their homecoming. I can't remember who they played. The game Kirby, we did, I believe. The game we did late in the season, Tommy Clifton looked like a different player. He looked great, and if he – continued to make that kind of improvement over the course of the offseason, then, yeah, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with on the field on Friday night. He looked to just have poise and have a very strong arm to be a freshman. Anytime you see that out of a freshman, kind of like Brock Lomax. Brock Lomax versus Covington came in as a freshman starting. So here we are, you know, all those years roll around, and now here we go with uh, with uh, Brock Lomax and uh, Keyshawn Gann, Cordarius Page. All these guys are now seniors. Uh, so, uh, yeah, look out for Covington this year. I don't think that was much of a fluke. I think it's just it is a little bit of a down year for Coach Markle and Mumford. And uh, I think we're going to have a competitive M&M Bowl. I think probably the most competitive M&M Bowl we've possibly seen since Town has been on the scene covering that, that game anyway. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Brandon, moving on to fantasy football uh, in the NFL, a lot of people coming up on their fantasy drafts. If your fantasy draft happens, by the way, before the uh, preseason ends, then uh, you're in the wrong fantasy group. You need to. I, I hear you. Yeah, and I hate that so much. You mentioned myfantasysportstalk.com. Um, I, I wear, I guess, several different hats in the sports community, of course, working for Ritter Communications to town, but I enjoy my uh, NFL football and fantasy football as well. And we cover a whole lot on myfantasysportstalk.com. We actually had our draft Sunday night, which I don't like, but, you know, scheduling reasons, you know, it's hard to get, you know, 14 different guys together that don't have any conflicts at the same time. So uh, it happened, but I'm so with you there because. Because uh, preseason injuries happen. We saw it with Darius Geis already. So if you drafted you know, two weeks ago and you drafted Darius Geis hoping for big things, I'm with you. But your season may just be ruined because you may have spent a second-round pick on him. So um, I'm totally in favor and in, in, in line with what you're saying. I really prefer to wait till after all the preseason games are done. If it happens in the regular season, so be it. You know, if a guy's going to go down. But uh, anything before preseason – uh, injury-wise, and that, that really kills you. But uh, we did have our fantasy draft at MyFantasySportsTalk.com Sunday night, so I can tell you a little bit about uh, how the draft broke down because this is real-life scenarios. You can do all the mock drafts you want and uh, and everything like that, but uh, we have several of the majority of the MyFantasySportsTalk.com league, 14 guys, is writers of the site. So those are guys that keep up with fantasy football very hev- you know, fairly heavily, so uh, I can tell you what we did. But uh, I don't know, man. Where do you want to start? Do you do you want to start with maybe strategies or well, who's that's the hot what I was. Or? I was going to start with strategy because I ha- I my philosophy is that everybody is going to go uh, for the big quarterback first, and so if you don't have the first pick. You may be actually better off, and this maybe I'm way off on this because you're obviously way better at this than I am. But I would go, I would spend my big pick on a running back rather than a top tier quarterback, uh, because unless I had the very first pick, 
because I think that you can get a lot of consistent quarterbacks in later rounds. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, and I think it depends year by year, too, just how – you know how strong and how deep each field is going to be uh, of the tier different players. So this year, if you if you have yet to draft, then I hope some of this helps you. But I think there's top there's a top four guys clearly, clearly a top four guys, and they're all running backs. Uh, I had the number one pick overall in the draft uh, this this uh, this year in myfantasysportstalk.com. I just selected Todd Gurley. The reason was is because their defense, that Rams defense, is going to be so tough that they're going to keep the offense on the field for so long, especially off the healthy, nice season that Todd Gurley had last year. I'm completely sold on Todd Gurley having another bounce-back year like that or another uh, strong follow-up MVP-type year this year, mainly because of the defense. That's, that was the selling point right there. Uh, but Le'Veon Bell, uh, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, those are your top four guys I feel for sure. Um, I was debating between Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. The reason I shied away from David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott a little bit is because I don't know what the season holds for Arizona and Dallas. I think they may possibly be playing from behind in some games. I don't want a running back uh, on a team that's playing from behind. Uh, if you're consistently from behind, that means the team is probably more consistently abandoning the running game. And I don't want that. So, I think the Rams' defense is going to be tough. That's why I took them, So, uh, or Todd Gurley. So top four guys, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bill, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott. Then I think it's kind of all up for grabs, what you, what you feel, what's in your heart, you know, what do you believe. Um, I can tell you, through the first two rounds in our draft, uh, 14-man league, so 28 picks, exactly half of them went to running backs. So 14 of the 28 first picks were running backs. So, um, it, it, you know, you just you never know. I think running backs tends to be kind of heavily. To your point, though, Chad, the first quarterback in our league taken was Aaron Rodgers with the 43rd pick, which fell in the fourth round. So everyone was holding off on quarterbacks in our particular league and really going heavily after the running backs and wide receivers the first four rounds anyway. But uh, Aaron Rodgers was the first at the 43rd pick in the fourth round. So I don't, I don't know if that tells you anything. I wanted to uh, – first of all, it's interesting. I, I think that you make a good point about thinking about things like the team's defense when you're picking a running back. How how much is the offense going to be able to be on the field? And that's something maybe a lot of people don't take into account. But if the offense is going to spend more time on the field, you got more opportunity for fantasy points. So I think I think that's a, a very good strategy there. Uh, the thing I wanted to bring up about quarterbacks was this year it, it does seem like that I would say the only sure fantasy producer will probably be Tom Brady as far as putting up big points on a pretty consistent basis. Uh, most quarterbacks, though, because Aaron Rodgers, yes, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best, if not the best quarterback playing right now, Ben Roethlisberger. But all of these people have schedules that you can see where they would trip up here and there. and Or you could see where they might not have a great game. Plus, you've seen a couple of defenses come on as of late, too. Like you said, the Rams defense and then the Jaguars defense, too. So anybody that has them on the schedule, you're going to have to think about playing your backup one week uh, instead of playing whoever's playing against Jacksonville. 
Yeah, and that's true. That's why I feel a little bit for uh, kind of stick to a local theme here is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'm a little concerned about Marcus Mariota this year. Uh, this is a make-or-break season for him. And by the way, <laughs> oh, by the way, he has to play the Jacksonville Jaguars at least twice this year. So uh, that's not boding well for uh, Marcus Mariota. I hope for the best, but I don't know. I have my doubts. Uh, we'll see how the season progresses. But uh, anyway, uh, but so here's how it kind of broke down in our league. And I kind of think this is how it should have uh, panned out. And I'm, I'm throwing, I'll go ahead and give it away. I reached for Deshaun Watson in the fifth round because I had Deshaun Watson. I picked him up as a free agent in like the second or third week, you know, right before I knew he was going to be starting uh, for Houston last year, and it worked out great for me. The first few weeks, he put up amazing numbers, like top quarterback in the league numbers. Then, of course, he got hurt towards ACL. So I'm taking a little bit of a gamble health-wise there. But if healthy, Deshaun Watson is one of those elite guys, like a Cam Newton in his first year, like a RG3 in his first year that put up um, higher numbers than anyone just because of the dual threat capability. You never really know. But Aaron Rodgers, uh, I'm throwing Deshaun Watson there just because I believe in him. Um, uh, Tom Brady, of course, he was selected in the fifth round as well. And Russell Wilson, who actually led the fantasy producers in our league anyway as quarterbacks last year. Maybe throw a Patrick Mahomes in there. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Patrick Mahomes. I, you know, it just, it, everything is saying Kansas City has thrown all their confidence in the world at Patrick Mahomes. He has some weapons uh, with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. So uh, and Travis Kelsey. So we'll see what happens there. He has potential, but I think there's you have to kind of tier each position to know where you want to go. Uh, and I think there's four or five quarterbacks that are in that top tier, kind of like I think there was four running backs in that top tier. Uh, but yeah, definitely Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, I say Deshaun Watson. Um, uh, Russell Wilson, maybe Patrick Mahomes, but you have to top tier those guys. And if you miss a top tier guy, then you might as well wait because there is late value in in a quarterback um, to be taken. So if you kind of miss the guy you were going after, and that's why I reached for Deshaun in the fifth round because I really wanted Deshaun Watson. I wanted to go get that guy because I think if he's healthy, he's going to have huge numbers. So. If you miss that tier of the guy you're looking for, then I would say wait. Two positions uh, specifically this year, I think the tight end is very deep. If you if you miss one of your top tight ends like um, Travis Kelsey, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski, whoever else you think maybe that top tier guy, there's only probably three or four of those as well that put up uh, probably consistent numbers. And I say wait, wait on a tight end. Tight end depth is very de- deep this year. And I think quarterback depth is very deep this year if you miss on that top-tier guy, your Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun, Russell Wilson, so forth. Because there's several guys. I just picked up Jameis Winston, who was suspended for a few games, three games, I think. But he, he didn't even get drafted. Blake Bortles didn't get drafted. Mitchell Trubisky didn't get drafted at all. So you have even options of guys in a 14-man league that aren't even getting drafted. Aaron Luck, uh, Andrew Luck went very late. In, in the rounds, I think like maybe round 10 or 11 in our draft. So you can get a pretty decent quarterback late in the round. So I'd say hold off there. if Unless you're targeting a specific guy, quarterback tight end this specific year, there's you know depth to be had, quality value to be had late in rounds in those two positions. Right. Now do you feel uh, with, you know, you got a lot of new quarterbacks this year and we don't know which one may be starting. Uh, it would be a good secondary QB pick, is there any of them that you think might be like a Deshaun Watson where they, you know, kind of how he surprised last year? Do you feel any of them that might be a good pick for, a, say, a backup quarterback that may end up be, you know, surprise numbers kind of like Deshaun did? I mean, not without hopefully no injuries per se, but because um, there's a lot of new quarterbacks this year. 
a lot of turnover this year and a lot of new faces. And so that's kind of why I went out post-draft and um, I picked up Jameis Winston in free agency over the overnight because I wanted to have a backup quarterback because Deshaun Watson's health does concern me a little bit. So uh, everybody shied away from Jameis Winston because he was going to be suspended for, I believe it's three games, maybe four. I don't remember, but I think it's just three. It's three. Anyhow. Yeah, it's it's not a ton of the season. It's 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 like what Brady faced or what Le'Veon Bell has faced in the past. Don't and Rob Rob Gronkowski due to injury. Don't let that scare you too much, uh, especially not to get you know un, go undrafted anyway. So I picked up Jameis Winston as a backup. But two of the newer guys you're talking about. Um, uh, Adam is is uh, I like what from what I'm seeing uh, Josh Allen I think Buffalo may have got their guy uh, he's showing good footwork I like what he's doing that whole situation you just don't know uh, the situation pretty close to home there and with the New York Jets you just don't know there's they have a lot to work out there and from watching the hard knock series I'm surprised in what I'm seeing in Baker Mayfield. I like what I'm seeing in Baker Mayfield uh, through the po- uh, preseason and in practice just because he seems to have that poise. And I'll be honest, I did not see this ahead of the season before hard knocks and all that. Um, I, I kind of saw him going more down that Johnny Manziel road, maybe not much as much the rebel as Johnny Manziel, but I saw him kind of trending towards that, uh, that, that path. And I, I've been pleasantly surprised of what I've seen out of Baker Mayfield, just the poise, calm, and coolness and making the right throws and uh, stepping up right away. So, But don't uh, you think guys. another thing that's become apparent about Baker Mayfield is that uh, the coach doesn't want to start him, that hey, he's taking no reps with the first team. And, and, I, and I agree with that with Hugh Jackson. Um, but we've seen what Tyrod Taylor is. I, I think right. the problem with Cleveland is I, be, I truly believe Tyrod Taylor is the biggest a leader that they have in the locker room. And I don't take that for what it's worth. You know, yeah. um, but Cleveland is so missing leadership in that locker room, just experience and just uh, experience in winning. And hey, uh, say what you want about Tyrod. He was a playoff caliber quarterback. He is technically an well, all pro quarterback. Hey, I was going to say uh, that actually one of my favorite go to's uh, for fantasy football has, over the last couple of years has been I've, I've had Tyrod Taylor because Tyrod Taylor is consistent. He doesn't have he, he doesn't put up those flashy huge games, but he also doesn't have a terrible game and he never turns the ball over. Yeah, and the knock on him has been that they just haven't passed it a lot in, in Buffalo, but um, you're right. The game manager does what he has to do. I was looking to try to see where he got drafted in our particular draft because I, I know he got drafted. Um, but anyway, I just – I think he's the guy to start out with, no-brainer. And if I'm Hugh Jackson, I'm not doing anything other than Tyrod Taylor to start the season. I think that's the right call. But you know how it works. Uh, Like the Patrick Mahomes situation in KC, if a guy is showing it day in, day out in practice, there's only a matter of time before he gets his chance and gets his call-up regardless of who the starter is. And like I said, we kind of do already know who Tyrod Taylor is. Uh, Tyrod Taylor went in a 15th round, picked 201 in our 14-man draft. So you can see if you have confidence in Tyrod Taylor, or if that's just not even a real, real concern to you, the quarterback position in your fantasy uh, uh, thinking and strategy, then you can get a guy like Tyrod Taylor in the 15th round or, or later. 
and he's going to have some weapons. You know, let's let's face it. If Josh Gordon comes back healthy, he is a freak athlete. Um, if Antonio Callaway turns out to be anything, he's going to be a pretty good player, uh, really good tight end, I believe, in David and Joku. So he's going to have some weapons there, um, and, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, it, you know, it all kind of de- depends on your strategy. Um, but. I, you know, it may be too early right now in this particular season. Uh, like, um, uh, you know, uh, Adam was kind of saying that as far as um, jumping on the Baker Mayfield train, because I do think it, we may be several, maybe a couple of months out before he has a realistic shot of playing. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm <right>. just saying. <laughs> you know, you only got so many roster slots. So right, uh, right. if you think that guy may be the guy, you got to jump on him like I did Sean Watson last year because I think I picked him up in um, in like the second round. Who was the Texans starting quarterback going into last year? Oh, was that? Um, uh, it was wasn't it Ryan? Uh, I don't think no, it was Mallet. No, it was the other Fitz, guy, Fitzpatrick. I thought was their starting quarterback. No, I thought it was nah, Osweiler or what? No, maybe. I see that's how long ago. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they switched so much. Right. We've shown it. I, I think, think you're right. I think Brock right. Osweiler sounds right to me. Uh, I know. I think it was the other guy. I, I honestly think it was the other guy that I can't think of right now. But that's Good. exactly my point. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It looked like Deshaun Watson was going to get a chance. And if a guy's going to get a chance, you might want to take a chance. Right. If you got yeah. some, you know, second, third stringer on your bench, you're not doing anything with, you know, grab that guy to hang on to him just in case. Right, or like a Teddy Bridgewater type deal, or uh, I don't know if I'd look as much at. Um, oh, I, I was watching him at Baltimore. I don't. RG three's not going to start for Baltimore, but um, they got Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched him a little bit. I'm not impressed. I, I really don't think. I think he's like they're what they're wanting to do in the future, but. Right now, I, he just isn't there. He just, he showed me the other night that he's just not ready yet. The speed of the game is just not – I think he's not expected. But The guy who I was thinking about, guys, is Tom Savage. Anybody even remember him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I remember Savage, but I, I just don't remember him being the guy that they had in there. I, I, I don't know why Oswald just keeps popping in my head. But. Well, Brandon uh, – Man, uh, we appreciate you joining us. One uh, final thing, who is a sleeper player that you think uh, somebody could grab that will turn out to be a steal? Okay, so I'm I'm glad you asked that because I kind of neglected to mention it. Um, I was very ecstatic that Joe Mixon fell to me at pick 28, coming all the way back around the end of the second round. I think Joe Mixon is probably going to be a top six or seven uh, running back. Also, Chris Thompson out of Washington, he was drafted very late in our our draft, uh, around like six or seven. If if he can get back healthy from that leg injury, he's going to be a really top-producing running back as we saw early in the season last year. So don't let Chris Thompson fall too far. He's worth the risk. All right, thanks for joining us. Brandon, how can people follow you on Twitter and Instagram? Um, well, let me break this down, okay? So, yeah, Twitter, okay, it's uh, at newbreed, N-E-W underscore B-R-E-I-D, Brandon Reed. And then on Instagram, if you so choose to follow me, it's just going to be, you know, cute pictures of me and dogs and, and every stadium we may be at from, <laughs> from here on out. But uh, it's the underscore Brandon underscore Reed, R-E-I-D. All right, Brandon. Well, we look forward to talking to you again next week after another week of preseason games and seeing where we're at with NFL fantasy football. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one, bud. All right, we'll be right back on Adam and Chad wrapping the show up and 
talking more football, of course. It's football season, after all. We've actually got a couple other stories, though, but uh, I want to get to this Jalen Ramsey thing because I, I really... I really think this is funny. If nothing else, this is a funny story. So we'll talk that next on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. US 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of US 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website us51country.com and click on Calendar to post your information. Being treated like family is one of the best ways to show someone you care, and that's a top priority at Munford Pharmacy. At Munford Pharmacy, we keep it simple. We're here for you. We offer expert, up-to-date advice and healthcare knowledge with personalized care and free delivery. Visit us today at Munford Pharmacy on Doctors Drive in Munford, or give us a call at 901-840-1998. Munford Pharmacy, your hometown pharmacy with free delivery. That perfect drive right down the field is usually a balance of runs and passes. For protecting what you drive, huddle with a Grange Independent Agent about a new Grange Auto Policy. Check with McGowan State Insurance about a Grange Auto Policy that balances competitive rates and responsive Grange claim service. Call McGowan State Insurance at 901-476-7137 or visit mcgowan-stitinsurance.com. Products not available in all states. With the new Tennessee Reconnect grant for adult students, there's no better time than right now to go back to school. Qualifying adults can receive free tuition at Dyersburg State Community College beginning this fall. DSCC offers degrees and certificates for in-demand jobs in West Tennessee. Take two years tuition-free at DSCC, then easily transfer to obtain your bachelor's degree. All classes begin August 27th. Contact a one Stop Center in Dyersburg, Covington, or Trenton, or visit dscc.edu. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Skies becoming partly cloudy tonight. We'll drop to 69 for the low. Wednesday, looking good. Mostly sunny skies, up to 87 for the high and northerly winds. Thursday, mostly sunny, a little bit cooler. Thursday's high at 84. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. Welcome back to Adam and Chad. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. If that's not true, I don't know what is. We don't bring a lot of intelligence to the game over here. But we have fun. That's all that matters, right? Jalen Ramsey did an interview with GQ. Jalen Ramsey, if you don't know, is a defensive back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who had pretty good defense last year, and he is one of the best players in the NFL. Uh, a lot of people got upset, and he got suspended, actually. Uh, you know, not real suspension, just like preseason stuff. But Jalen Ramsey gave this interview, and he basically just – was himself in the interview instead of putting on airs and just answering uh just however anybody wants it you, you know what i mean like just the proper coach speaking stuff he actually gave a real interview and a, uh it made a lot of people mad i i love it 
I love it when a guy actually is himself. <laughs> it may not might make me like the guy. Now, nothing he said made me not like him, but it may make me not like the guy, but I still respect that he was himself in the interview. Uh, I mean, I think there's a line, but I don't think the line was crossed here. Uh, so Jalen Ramsey in the interview, uh, he talks about, he starts talking about all these uh, quarterbacks in the league. Now he's a defensive back, of course, so he talks about them, and he says uh, he says he talks about Baker Mayfield, uh, but he says that Lamar Jackson is better than Baker Mayfield, and so they should if they wanted the type of quarterback that Baker Mayfield is, they should have went with Lamar Jackson at Cleveland. And then he says. Um, these are just a few of the things I'm picking out here. He says, I think Josh, I think Allen is trash. Talking about Josh Allen that went to the Buffalo Bills. He said, I think Allen is trash. I don't care what nobody say. He's trash. And he and it's gonna show too. That's a stupid draft pick to me. We play them this year and I'm excited. I hope he's their starting quarterback. He played at Wyoming and, and this is what he goes on to say. He says, Every time they played a big school like they played Iowa State, which is not a big school in my opinion, because I went to Florida State, and he threw five interceptions and they lost by a cut couple of touchdowns or something like that. He never beat a big school. Now, the editor's note in this while at Wyoming, Josh Allen never played Iowa State. <laughs> I was going to say that didn't even sound like someone on their schedule. He lost. Play. Uh, he did lose to Iowa twenty-four to three. Threw two interceptions, but he only threw six uh, interceptions all year last year. He did throw five picks against Nebraska during his sophomore year, but uh, it sounds like Jalen's just talking. He doesn't necessarily know what he's talking about. Uh, he says. Uh, they asked him, who are the quarterbacks, in your opinion, who aren't terrible? He says, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota is a great quarterback for the team he's on. He said, I think Tyrod Taylor is actually a better quarterback than he gets credit for because he does not make mistakes. He's honestly a Marcus Mariota-type player where he manages a game really well. He just doesn't have turnovers that often. Now, I don't know why he has that much respect for – Mariota other than you know I mean just that uh, Tennessee did well against them last year but it does seem like somebody in your division you wouldn't say something nice about because you got to play him twice but maybe because he sees him more often that's why he's got a good but anyway uh he just goes on and on and on in this article if you didn't read it it's on jq uh gq and it is uh it gets pretty hilarious all the way through there he doesn't talk great about Blake Bortles. He doesn't talk bad about Blake Bortles. He doesn't talk great about Blake Bortles, which I think is more of the reason why they decided to suspend him than anything else. But it's a very entertaining article. I don't know if you got a chance to catch any of it. Yeah, I, I well, typically with that Jalen, I just, I ignore him because he does, he's Mr. Notorious Track, and he's had some run-ins with Alabama players and Alabama in general, and so I, but and like you said, some of it's entertaining, but a lot of times he's full of it, and usually, uh, I, I was laughing when you were talking about the thing with Mariota. I think part of his supposed respect for that is the fact that the last time he kind of ran his mouth against the Titans, um, uh, old Derrick Henry trucked him pretty good and yeah, made him feel the pain. So, and I, I, I want to say Mariota shredded their 
secondary. He did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He lit them up. Between him and Henry. And Henry, they even asked Henry after. I remember that game because I was like, oh, that's the dude from Florida State that used to talk trash about how they would have beat Alabama that year. And it was a, going back for him and uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, the place for Green Bay, have been back and forth at it, too. And uh, he ended up, uh, Henry was made a comment that, yeah, I wanted him to feel me. When he hit, because he's talking about he bruised him up and he flat ran over. And there's a video out there on YouTube of him just running right through Ramsey. But I'm thinking, I mean, the size difference is ridiculous. So I don't know why he even thought he was going to stop Henry. But, uh, but yeah, Mariota did kind of carve him up. So I'm sure I'm figuring that does have a little to do <laughs> with that. But uh, he he's had to eat his words several times. I mean, now I mean, even Jimbo Fisher was sick of him. And there's things that they even they not have seen him down there with uh, James Winston down at Tampa Bay and just let him hang out down there. For a little bit, you know, or I should say over there because it's not that far from Jacksonville. But uh, I just feel bad for TJ Yelton had to put up with him on the same team, but and Bortles. Well, uh, you know, one of our uh, favorite players here, of course, in college was Paxton Lynch. I mean, you know, we are Memphis guys after all. And uh, Paxton Lynch, former Memphis quarterback, went to the Broncos. John Elway was pretty high on him. Jerry Jones was high on him and actually uh, wanted, tried, he tried unsuccessfully during the draft to trade up to get Paxton Lynch. Now, he ended up with Dak Prescott, and he clearly got the good end of that deal through sheer luck. But uh, he ends up with Dak Prescott. Now, uh, Broncos fans, they're, they're done with Paxton Lynch. They're, they, they don't want anything to do with him anymore. And so much so that one Denver fan has started a GoFundMe campaign to raise $600,000 to cover the cost of Denver cutting Paxton Lynch. Now, if the uh, Broncos were to cut Lynch, he'd carry a cap hit of $4.4 million, uh this season and $1.87 million next season um he has struggled for denver uh 10 fans have already joined uh and this was actually a few days ago uh and 10 fans had already joined in trying to i doubt they'll raise the six hundred thousand dollars but the <laughs> some fan some smart fan out there uh, in quotation marks smart uh has decided to start raising money as if that's the reason that they're hanging on to paxton lynch because of his rookie money they they that's not why they're hanging on to Paxton Lynch. Uh, it's not because they don't have the money to get rid of him. I, right. But uh, anyway, they're just trying to prove a point. I just don't like it. Like I I think that's a little far for anybody. I mean that's it, it, these are people after all. You know, I mean the guy is still a guy with a family and feelings, and his mom is gonna see this. I mean, do you not think about stuff like that? I think about stuff like that before I even talk trash about people on this show. Like, I think about the fact that they're human beings. And I, I just don't think that I would start a GoFundMe campaign to get rid of a guy who it's not like he's starting and clearly messing the team up. I, I just don't get it. Right. Hey, if they want to blame anyway, it's, it's John Elway's fault. If I mean, he's the one that, which I mean, we we were high on Paxton Lynch too, and we thought he you better, wanted them, Mariota. You wanted Paxton Lynch to uh, Mariota to, to get rid of, right. and Paxton Lynch right. to go to Tennessee. And I still think they should bring him here, uh, but I I think Tennessee's more of a um, pocket passer. So even though they haven't ever been that way, I think they need to be that way because of the division and everything. But I uh, I still feel like uh, we were talking about earlier. I think this is Mariota's make or break year. I think. He's gonna. They're gonna let him do his thing. They're gonna finally let it. You know, say, look, we're gonna open a playbook for him. Let him, you know, play his style. We're gonna let the receiver everybody kind of go his way. That play to his strengths. 
Then if he doesn't do anything, then they're going to hear talk about moving him on. I think as long as he wins about nine games and they at least are in the contention for playoffs, which I think they'll still make the playoffs, I think he's fine. But it, And then I'd extend him for two or three years. But if he has a really bad year with the way that they're stacked, I think really Titans' problem is the defense. It's not really as much the offense anymore. But I feel like now you got the right coaches in place. It should be all right. But, but I, yeah, Paxton, they can bring here as a backup. I mean, I don't think it, I, don't, I say here. I mean, in Nashville, if he, in the Titans, he could, you know, I think he'd be an all right backup for him because he run. He has the same style as Mariota. He's just a bigger guy, but he does the same kind of plays. He can run the same. Uh, the we'll same, see. I don't I, think he has the same speed, but he still does Yeah, same, I don't think so either. But uh, it's the same but, vein of how he plays, though. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, the right coaching staff, I think, a lot of times has to do with things. So, uh, we'll just have to see how Paxton's career goes. But I do feel bad for him that that uh, fan started that. In the NCAA in basketball, they've decided to make new rules. And so, they've announced a new policy, including where players can hire agents, longer postseason bans for violators, and a few other things. Uh, players can go to the draft. And if they go undrafted, they can come back to college basketball. And if you listen to the show, you know that's something I've advocated for for a long time. I've always thought that it was dumb that you couldn't go and see if you get drafted and then just come back to college if you don't get drafted. I I mean, what in the world? Why was there a rule against that in the first place? Um, But so now uh, uh, you can and they've also, though, allowed players to hire agents. I think that's more of a sticky wicket. But uh, allowing players to hire agents, this is tricky anyway because as part of their rule change, the NCAA says the top 10, I think, players, as determined by USA Basketball, will be able to hire agents. USA Basketball says comes out after the NCAA announces the new rule. USA Basketball came out and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We told them we didn't want anything to do with saying who can and can't have an agent. We don't have the personnel. We don't have the infrastructure. We can't do that. We don't want to do that. So will this really happen is another question because there's also things in there that uh, the NCAA has said the NBA will do this and do that. And the NBA has not agreed to anything. So a lot of this is very presumptive on the part of the NCAA. And I think uh, what they're trying to do, a lot of it is probably the right direction to try to go. But some of it is on the NBA. The NBA is the one that has the age limit of 19. They're the ones that make people do the one and done in college. It's It's not the NCAA. The NCAA doesn't keep people from going straight from high school to the pros. The NBA does. And uh, so, to me, it should have been more of a joint effort because apparently when the NCAA released this, the NBA and USA Basketball got really upset. And uh, for their part, they haven't had these discussions, apparently, or not not enough to come out and make an announcement anyway. So it'll be interesting to follow. That's something we would have announced last week, but uh, we had our big high school football preview, so we couldn't get to it. Uh, One last little story here. And uh, I will leave on this one. In Vegas, Cleveland Browns are 60-1 to to win the Super Bowl, and a lot, a lot of people are betting on the Browns to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that is inexplicable to me. Any ideas why people would be betting money on the Browns to win the Super Bowl, Adam? 
God, I have no idea. Maybe alcohol. Going Break from 0-16 to winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I wonder if that includes the ones at Tunica now, the Samstown, all they have sportsbook. I don't. I have no I idea. But Vegas numbers. says lots of money coming in on the Browns. It's crazy. It'll be a lot of lost money. They're loving that. I'm sure. For Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Grace Broadcasting Studios, I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya.